Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. It's The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. guest tonight is a writer, director, and actor from Mr. Show, Nobody, and Better Call Saul. He has written a new memoir, comedy, 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 drama. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Bob Odenkirk. Look at that. Well, they know I... Well, when you come back from beyond the grave, you get applause. Well, let's let's talk about that, because... I, I don't know how I didn't know this, but when you were shooting this last season of Better Call Saul... Final season. Final season of Better Call Saul. You had a heart attack I did. while on set. I how, did. how are you doing? Well, I'm alive. My heart's beating. <laughs> I, I, I uh, check. Double check. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's doing good, yeah, it's, man. Yeah, hippity hop. Like, every other minute, you hear a little... You feel a little gunk. Oh, yeah? Yeah, every other minute it beats. Um, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. But what, and I, I, it's because I was very lucky because we had such great people around us. I Luckily, I didn't go to my trailer, and we weren't on location. And as a result, we had the amazing woman named Rosa Estrada, who was our health officer, who uh, came out and started CPR and did it right, and uh, Angie Meyer, who joined her, and some other people. Uh, medics from the studio set around the the location we were uh, who came and did CPR. So if you haven't brushed up on your CPR, do it. You can save a life. All right? What what about the experience of having a heart attack? I mean, not not the moment itself. Do you remember when it actually happened? I don't remember any of it. I don't remember the day it happened, and I don't remember the next week of it at all. But... uh, since then, I've had such uh, a time and, and, of course, purpose to reflect on, on the reaction. I got such love from people around the world and from the Internet uh, that I don't deserve. And I can only tell you thank you so much. It means so much to me. And for the rest of my life, I'll be thinking about the uh, warmth that was sent my way when I went through that. Does it... Um... Yeah. I got to imagine. I got to imagine an experience like that makes you change how you approach your life. Are I'm you drinking slowing? a lot more. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm trying to do? Uh, appreciate my life more. Appreciate the people in my life more. We race through life, and if you're busy, a busy person, you know which. Many people are, we're driven to make it somewhere, but man, you gotta appreciate every person you're around and, and you gotta 
you got to work to be present. So that's what I'm trying to do. Now, I know that this, so this yeah, is the last season. You don't have to clap. They do. Legally, they have you to. You don't. You say that. They legally Don't put up the applause sign. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the last time you're playing Saul Goodman. Or this, you're yes, this is go. the last season. It's a big season. It's 13 episodes. And we just finished uh, two and a half weeks ago, the final scene. And uh, it's, it's, I can't wait for... How many years have you been doing um, well, let's see. Six years of Better Call Saul and and four years of Breaking Bad. So really, about a little about ten or twelve years I've been playing this character. Are you are you tired of him? Sick of him? Sick of him? Or, or, uh, or is this one no. of those things where like I wish I could keep going? I mean, I got into this business to do a variety of things, which is one of the, the well, one of the. I mean, the book is about the variety of things I've gotten to do. That's a great segue. It is. <laughs> But it, the book is called Comedy, 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 Drama. Yes. And I have known you for a long time. Uh, I've known the comedy, comedy, comedy uh, yeah. part of your career. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever saw you was a little show called Half My Face as a Clown <laughs> in Chicago, <laughs> which was really great. I, yeah. I love the Bazooka Joe bit that you oh, used yeah. to do. Extraordinary. Tom Giannis and I wrote that. Did you ever imagine that the drama would be part of the comedy, Never. comedy, comedy? Never. I, I, I had one little brain fart when I was on stage with Chris Farley and Jill Talley at Second City, and we were improvising. And, and, and it was wonderful fun, but, you know, you spend hours on stage at Second City, and you think about uh, your grocery list. I got to get some eggs after this show. <laughs> and and I'm, a, I'm doing this scene, and I'm looking... I'm just... I had this flash notion that if I was in that audience, I would be watching Chris Farley. And not that guy. <laughs> Me. That was a secret. That was a secret. And, and, You're but, a very but, good but, performer, but I you couldn't take your eyes a, off of Chris. Yes, and I also had the strange thought at the time that if I was able, if I tried drama, I think I could be very effective. It just came to me in a flash. Now, I never pursued it. I, I only auditioned for a few drama roles in my life, and I didn't audition for Breaking Bad. I don't know why they gave me it. I fully expected to be told when I landed in Albuquerque, oh, there's a different Bob Odenkirk who went to Juilliard. <laughs> You're not the one. <laughs> Get out of here. And uh, so the drama was a real surprise to me. Absolutely. Well, um, in, in comedy, 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 I'm just wondering if the comedy, comedy, comedy part of it mm -hmm. has to do with the fact that you're in a big family. Because I found out recently that you're one of seven kids. Yeah. And I'm, I'm one of 11. And I used yeah. to always say, like, well, there's a built-in audience. That's what you it wanna, was, man. You want to make the room Dude, junk. kitchen table, you got, with the mom there, no dad, but seven people. And you can get up and walk to the other side of the kitchen and put on a show at dinner and... I had that captive audience, and it was great fun. And I where got do you fall? Where do you fall? On the second thing? oldest. Second oldest. Oh, youngest. Second yeah, oldest. Yeah, so I okay. was lucky. I don't know if I had it better than you, but the baby of the family, you're going to get laughs. Come on. You're you going to get a lot to, of attention. You don't have to no, do a lot. No, but the older kids... You don't have to kill... The older kids... We younger ones think you older kids hung the moon. We don't know. Okay, We don't All know right. that you're not that great. I think... I don't know. I think the baby's getting easy laughs. <laughs> That's me. If I'm at your house, I'm backstage going, don't put the baby on before me. I can't compete with that. More with Bob Odenkirk after this. Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. 
hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Comedy, uh, drama, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. Now, how did you find the process of writing a book? Because you've uh, written your whole career. You, you're, you're a comedy writer as long yeah, as you Mostly I've written comedy most mm -hmm. of my career, and this was so hard, Stephen. I, I mean, it's lonely. That's number one. It's lonely. Because right, it's, it's you and your it's life, and you. you're the only one who knows. And your life and your memories and your thoughts. And honestly, with all the distractions of so... Social media, I, I couldn't focus. So I did what writers have done through time and memorial. I rented a cabin and I just That's stuck myself there sure. and I sat my ass down and I looked myself in the mirror. I said, you get to work, mister. And I just, I just powered through. Wow. I understand, and this is rare for somebody yeah. who is writing a book. I understand you brought a clip. Of, of writing, you, of you writing the you know, book. Do we need so, to set this up? Well, can I say I was so intrigued by my own process, and I don't mean to crawl up my own ass here, but I was so, I was so in love with my own. Is that okay to say I was in love with myself? Understandable. And and I just thought, what, if I could share with the world what it's like to really be a writer, a real writer, I would love to do that. So I made a little, I shot some footage. Do you want to see this? Little, yeah. It's... it's of course they do. It, it's a writer at work. Let's watch. Let's watch. Jim? It's nothing. It's... Let's see. I am a writer, and this is my memoir. What do we got? Too many letters. Why so many? This is crap! Come on, what do you got for me? What um, do you got for uh, me? We have a rough draft of chapter one. Chapter one. What the heck? It, this isn't my childhood. What, what, what the hell are you doing? This is supposed to be my autobiography. Well, we don't actually know your life story. Nobody does. That's why we're writing it. Get to work. I want to hear thinking. Clicky clack. You hear me? You're going to write. The only thing we have to eat in this cabin is mashed potatoes in giant buckets. Do you hear me? And that's all you're going to eat until I get an autobiography. Yeah, just freshen up this tea. Ooh. Mmm. What's this word? Inconsolable? Inconsolable. What's this word? It's, um, inconsolable? Well, it's too long! This is an actor's memoir! Dumb it down! <sighs> More crap. How about rehab? A chapter on rehab. Anybody? Hmm. Heroin? Oh, no, no, no. It's been done. How about methadone? That's something, right? Gets you high. Uh, what about just, like, cocaine? Do I look like I'm 90? 
That's 1970s crap, okay? Go stand in the corner. Face the lamp. No, 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 no. That, that, that doesn't make me look good. What, that makes me look like a monster. What am I, a monster? No, sir, Mr. Odenkirk. Well, then humanize me, you moron. Humanize me! There's no feuds. I need a celebrity feud. Anything? Hey, who did you have a feud with? I don't know. You tell me. Brian Cranston? Brian Stanston? Oh, who's that? Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. Never saw it. You're fired. Go stand in the corner. <clears throat> Once again, I am alone. <laughs> this is crap! That's how the sausage gets made, Stephen. Wow, I just, that was incredibly moving. Yeah. You were, I, I, and I, listen, and I'm sure this is going to embarrass you, but I have just never seen anything like that. I just, I want to take a moment right now to present you the Bob Odenkirk Award for most yelling in a short film. Right there, can I, can we, can we, that, 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 there's no way. Should have done this in rehearsal. Didn't. Bob, congratulations, man. I won the award that's named after me? That doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. No. no. I'll take it. I'll there, take is it. Is there anything you want to say? I'll keep it. Is there any speech? Oh, uh, I, I think wanna, we have some time. I want to thank me, and I want to thank the cabin in the woods. <laughs> came through. Really came through. Bob, thank Thanks, you so much. So Thanks for having Always me. a pleasure. The book is comedy, 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 drama, a memoir. It's available tomorrow. Bob Odenkirk, everybody. Up next, Sam Richardson. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. Folks, my next guest stars as the pathologically happy chief of staff, Richard Splett, on Veep. Never done this before. You just go in the room and build uh, uh, it. Never. Shook the devil's hand. Oh. You mean masturbate? Oh, self-husband. Does it hurt? Oh, no, no Richard. It, no, but it how, how is that Wait, possible? Really? Well, my family and I are always pretty religious. Grandma Splat always said that self-pleasure was a sin, like microwaves or laughter. Do you what? need a minute? or? No, worst comes to worst, it burning hell like Grandma Splat. Really? He has a, a really good heart. I'm sorry. I'm still understanding how the cup comes into play. Please welcome Sam Richardson. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. I am a huge fan of your work, of this show, but your character you play on the show, Richard T. Splett, 
I don't know why I said T. Your middle name is John. John, yeah. You know, Richard T. Splat is you. It's it's a great, unbelievably like optimistic, cheerful character who doesn't seem to understand that everything is going wrong around him. Right. Like he's just got this this buoyant. Like energy around him, like like every negative thing is like water on a du duck's back. You know, he's mm -hmm. just positive, like a, a consummate optimist. Is that what you're like in in real life? Do you uh, are you half you know glass half full? Part of me is like there's a lot, there's a lot of me uh, that that I think I think some of, some of me is in Richard, uh, and and like so like like with Richard is like a little nerdy. You know, he's positive. I think I'm, I'm pretty positive, but like when Richard, uh, I, I I do get offended when somebody insults me. So that's different. Than him, uh, but like well, he doesn't understand he doesn't, when someone insults him. It's just not in his vocabulary. He doesn't understand a worldview where someone would insult someone else, which is odd on that show because it's filled with the greatest insults of any show of ever show. on television. And like Richard doesn't get to do those. Like, but like when Richard will like do something nerdy, like Richard would like correct somebody on like a a, a comic book reference or like a, a Harry Potter reference. That's Sam Richardson, hundred percent. Like. <laughs> Other day, somebody was like, uh, you know, all chubby people are from Hufflepuff. And I was like, no, Slughorn was the head of Slytherin. So it doesn't make sense. So that part of me is very much like Richard. You and I have something in common. We were both members of the Second City in Chicago. Yes. You in Detroit and then in Chicago. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a tremendous place. It's a great place to, to, to work and, and to succeed and fail because the audiences there are forgiving because you're doing improv a lot of the time. Right. And they, they, they're just, they just eat it up because it's live and you can't like recreate improv. Like even if you watch it on, on film or like taped, it'll never be the same as it is live because like mm -hmm. everybody's like on this high wire like, what are they going to say next? Mm -hmm. Thank God they said something. You yes. Know? And uh, the audience is drunk there. And they're drunk, yeah. which is the main thing about comedy. Sure. Be drunk. We tried to get a liquor license for this people, and CBS <laughs> didn't want it. <laughs> I see a few brown paper did bags. You, did, you, did you understudy? Because when, when you work at Second City, you, it's kind of like a rep system. I understudied people you know, before me, like mm -hmm. sketches from the late 50s I was doing. Oh, I did. You know, like I, Alan Arkin sketches. Did you do anything that I did? I did. I did a, a, a scene of yours called Maya. Uh, oh, in which I'm an old black you're woman. You're an old black lady. Yeah. Uh, Looking just like this. Yeah, exactly. And talking just like this. Yeah. But the reality of the scene is, is that I also happen to be an old black woman. Mm -hmm. it's you yeah. and Steve Carell, and they go to, they're going to your hometown. I'm yeah. explaining to you your scene, but for people at home on TV who don't know. Yes. Uh, and you just say right before, oh, by the way, uh, here I'm an old black lady. And then it's like, what? And so all these people come up. And are like Shirley Wentworth. How are you? And you're like, <laughs> that's my character's name, that's Shirley Wentworth. Character. Like, who do you play? I in... played the the gentleman suitor who uh, was really sad to see you go. Oh, because he and I could never be together because the town wouldn't accept our love. Yes, exactly. Right, and then exactly. and you and and we kiss in it. We there's kiss. A, there's a really gentle, sweet kiss. Really sweet kiss. And the more sincere it is, the funnier it is. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it was it was a, a real like. Tear down like great scenes. Audiences love it, but then we would tour that scene uh, around the country. Around the country, and then sometimes you get a little bit deeper into the country, and then that part of the scene would be like, mm mm. <laughs> and I, I wasn't sure if it was the idea that it was two men kissing or it was a black man and a white man kissing. I'm not, I didn't ask them what their problem with it was. There weren't comment cards weren't for comment. the audience. Excuse me. That's the first time he raises their hands. <laughs> like, no, I didn't, I didn't open that door. Uh, you grew up 
in Detroit, right? I did. I, I grew up be, uh, between Detroit and Ghana, West Africa. My mother's from Ghana. My father's from Detroit. What? 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 what what's the capital? It was the, what's uh, Accra. 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 Yeah. Accra, Ghana. Accra, Ghana. How much of your childhood did you how did you split it? I used to go back and forth. Like I'd spend like summers in Ghana, and then sometimes I'd go twice a, a year. So I'd like get like a work packet from school, and like I'd be like there maybe four months. What was it like to year. like to be? Like, to, to be splitting your childhood like that in two different countries. I, I would kind of like never get, uh, like I was like, like kind of a, a man out of, out of place in both worlds. Like in Detroit, my family would make fun of me. They'd be like, oh, Sam, you say mum, mum. Like I would say mum and like waste bin and like strawberry. They had a little bit of an accent. It's gone now, beaten out of me. Uh, <laughs> but in Ghana, they'd make fun of me because, like, I would say things, like, like, they'd be like, Sam, oh, I'm thirsty. Want a glass of, uh, what was this, clear liquid? Um, what was it called? What's it called? I'm like, oh, water? <laughs> like, water? <laughs> water? <laughs> it's, it's water, Sam. Stupid. <laughs> Sounds like a happy childhood, Sam. Yeah. All well, laughs. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost... Everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars... I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.